at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to New Heights Show on Education. This is your host, Maria Ortiz. Co-host Pamela Clark is joining me today. Hello. Hi, Pamela. This hi. week's topic. Hi. This week's topic is Memorial Day holiday. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Memorial Day honors all Americans who died while in the military service. I want to thank all citizens and volunteers that are restoring the true meaning of Memorial Day by remembering honoring and celebrating our nation's heroes and their families for their sacrifice. Thank you to all the volunteers that placed flags on each grave in our national cemeteries. I also want to thank um, all the volunteers that joined this year for the Carry the Load Relay. Carry the Load's National Relay is a 2,000-mile, 27-day walk from West Point, New York to Dallas, Texas. This was an opportunity to a national awareness for the mission to encourage Americans to observe and participate in a more meaningful Memorial Day. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. Further than I could go. <laughs> and the wonderful thing about this relay is that it goes from all down the East Coast, and you, it co- wow. starts at West wow. Point, goes through the following states, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, 
North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, um, Wow, that's incredible. You can join anywhere. You can build your own team. And um, they they finished their walk uh, today. I'm sure they'll do it next year, but I'm hoping that it will move to the West Coast. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Did you share? Did you share the link to the information on the... um... Um, no, uh, but I will page. add it. I will definitely Ooh, add it. Well, yeah, I found Yeah. Yeah, I know some people that may even want to participate in that. That's kind of interesting. On Memorial Day, the flag of the United States is raised briskly to the top of the staff and then solemnly lowered to the half-staff position, where it remains only until noon. It is then raised to full staff for the remainder of the day, and that is exactly what happened today. The half-staff position remembers the more than one million men and women who gave their lives in service to this great country. At noon today, their memory is raised by the living to resolve not to let their sacrifice be in vain, but to rise up in their stead and continue the fight for liberty and justice for all. Pamela's grandfather served and died during his service in World War II. I would like to hand over... Um, uh, uh, I'd like to hand it over to Pamela. Okay. Um, Yeah, my grandfather, his name was Kenneth Bell Grober, and it's my my paternal grandfather. And I and I know you had mentioned the one million men and women that had given their lives the service of this country and and what I find interesting because I had done a little bit of research and Memorial Day was actually started um, three years after the Civil War because of the great loss of life in the Civil War but a lot of people do not realize that out of all the wars that the United States has ever fought that we've lost over one million lives one million 354,664 is what's listed on Wikipedia. But what they don't, or what what I should say is, we also need to look at the missing in action. Um, People that they never found their bodies because those people died also in in most of the cases. And that equals almost... Um, two million nine hundred thousand. It's exa- the exact number listed on Wikipedia is two billion eight hundred fifty-two thousand nine hundred and one individuals. And my grandfather um, was one of those individuals that his body was never recovered. And about eight years ago, actually, he, our family was given the right um, to his medals and to him having a headstone in Arlington. And it was bittersweet because 
my, you know, great-grandparents are gone and they had lost their son. And I had went to Washington with my family, and there was quite a, a large number of us, including my twin aunts, which were my grandfather's sisters that had joined us, and they gave me the, the honor of um, of being the person that would receive all of these things. And I had always heard from when I was a little girl that he had died, but I didn't really get it. Um, I didn't get that, you know, I just knew my that I didn't have any living grandfathers when I was born. And I used to just kind of say, well, you know, my grandfather died in World War II, and I didn't understand it. But when you're standing in Arlington, you get to understand it really quickly. Even if you never knew them, you stand there and you look over all those graves, and I knew the pain that it had caused and the loss. And it's like I was telling you, Maria, before the show, it's something I can still look back on. And um, I can tell you emotional about it because it's something that I can still learn from to this day. And um, I wanted to share with the audience today, this is something very personal to me. This is something that I normally um, would not share with the public. But when you had said you wanted to do a Memorial Day episode and we kind of were putting this together and I mentioned the Drexler Society because my my grandfather had died on the USS Drexler and he was a fireman first class, and he died May 28, 1945. And 350 men were on board, 59 were wounded, and 159 were killed by two kamikaze pilots. Um, the Drexler is DD-741. And um, I wanted to just share some different accounts. I, had, I have two letters that I um, changed a little bit here and there that he had written his mother, my great-grandmother, and I wanted to share those. One one is written, um, let me just check the date, because I know, um, maybe they're kind of put together, but anyways, one, one's listed May 12, 1945, and he said, Dear Mother, it's been some time since I've had the time to sit down and write a letter. Thought I had better take it tonight. And by the way, he died May 28th, so May 12th. It was barely a couple weeks later. Um, so here it goes. How are all the fellows back home? Has Earl heard anything about his outcome to his destiny? Wish I could tell the places and things I've seen, but I cannot. It is safe to say we were, we were in Hawaii now. Took in the town of Honolulu. Suppose everything is up in the garden by now. How much did you get in? Here my birthday flies by. I did not think of it until the 10th. Time flies so fast, couldn't have done anything about it anyhow. Just as well, I didn't think of it. Reminds me of getting old, or I'm getting old. Feel like it anyhow. News that the Germans have surrendered has reached us. Hooray for our side. But then it wouldn't but but then you wouldn't think it was anywhere near over without over without here or out here, sorry. There Japs are a bigger bunch of pests than the Germans ever thought of being. The suicide Charlies is what they call them. 
The idea that they die and go to the land of rice, beer, and women is probably what gives them the inspiration, the stupid nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry, that makes me subtle. Um, well, Mom, been quite a while since I've heard from your people. You probably have written, but we move too much for it to catch up. Write as often as you can. I'll do my best. Hope this finds you all good and healthy. For, for now, then, must close. Love, Kenneth. If time allows, um, I I also, um, I know that the reference to Earl, um, he, he was a family member, and he was actually in, in a war, too, and he had got shot up. And I know in another letter he had referenced that about him not um, – hopefully not being sent back in to get shot up some more because he'd already been injured. And I don't understand the whole story about that. I've never heard the complete story. But um, anyways, I also have an account, some accounts actually, of what happened to the ship and then actual firsthand accounts of the soldiers that were in it. And I'll try to do my best to share it. Some of it's kind of long. Um so I'll try to shorten as much as I can. This was actually given to me when we went to Arlington and we were at our hotel, and that morning someone from the Pentagon came, and we sat down and we had breakfast with them, and they gave me a whole bunch of records that have been classified up until that, well, I don't know when they were declassified, but this was shared with me at that time. Three Japanese suicide bombers struck the destroyer USS Drexler off Okinawa May 28, 1945 in a 92nd attack and sank the ship only after the third pilot barely managed to crash his damaged plane into his target. The story was told by the skipper of the sunken destroyer, Commander Ronald Lee Wilson, USN, who described as fantastic the action of the last suicide pilot who was forced to make two passes at the crippled dead in the water Drexler before succeeding in sending her to the bottom of the sea north of Okinawa. The Drexler suffered 210 casualties, 158 dead, 52 including Commander Wilson wounded. The war complement of the Drexler was approximately 350 officers and men. At first, the suicide plane had struck the 2,200-ton destroyer image ship, cutting off her power and starting large gasoline fires. The second plane approached 30 seconds later. Despite power failure, fires, and shock, the Drexler's the Drexler's gunners slashed the craft with a direct hit from a five-inch gun. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Seconds later, the third plane made its amazing attack. Guns of the Drexler scored many hits on the plane as it closed in. 
while being chased and further riddled by two marine pilots and corsairs. Despite the damage, the pilot came out but missed the mark, zooming over the midship section of the destroyer. The plane was so close to the ship and water that it appeared obvious it would crash into the water into the water immediately. After passing over the ship, Commander Wilson reported the plane hardly cleared the stack. It was so apparent that the plane would crash that the Marine pilot veered off, said Commander Wilson, but the Jap didn't crash at all. It flew a tight circle to attack a second time. Again, the ship's guns took up the fight, as it did the alert Marine pilot who observed that what had happened. Um, I'm going to jump ahead because, like I said, this is really a long account, and it goes on and on. Um, I know from what I've been told from the Drug Society, which they're just they're members of my family as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I've been part of the Drug Society for many years now, um, and it's very important to me. I mean, I just love them all so much. And anyways, the total attack had lasted 45 seconds after the second um, hit. And my grandfather, he had just come off of having breakfast, and he was a fireman first class. So he was, he was just, he had just got on duty. And when that first plane hit, it hit exactly, you know, right where he was. Um, so it said at approximately seven or 0700 on this date, an enemy plane identified as a NIC was sighted at a range of seven miles and at an altitude of 2,000 feet. As Drexler was about to open fire, four combat air patrol planes attacked the enemy aircraft and shot it down. At this plane was observed going down. A second plane was sighted on the starboard bow of the column. This plane, a twin engine bomber, started its approach in a long, shallow glide, circling circling toward the head of the column. And there was no time to execute a column movement. Drexler came sharply to its left and opened fire at the same time the aircraft dove on Lowry, which was the another ship that was out there. The plane missed Flowery passing directly over her. It almost crashed, and it seemed to stumble into the Drexler in its effort to recover. The Drexler checked her fire momentarily as the plane passed over the Lowry and opened fire as the plane came in. The plane crashed into the starboard side. The side of the ship was holed from about 10 feet into forward engine room. So my grandfather, he wouldn't even know. I mean... They knew they were under attack, but that was about it. It was it was over so quickly. The auxiliary steam lines in the engine rooms and the main steam line in and after the fire room were ruptured. A 40-millimeter gun from Mount Number 43 was blown from its foundation, and some of the personnel were knocked off the mount. And it goes on, um, but it was all over, really, within 45 seconds. I don't know how much time we have. We don't have a lot of time, but I can share just a couple. Um, let's see. I have actual some accounts from some of the soldiers. Uh, George Duke 
um, Kane said, remembers, I was the striker on Mount number 43, 40 millimeter. As far as I know, the only survivor. The second plane blew our ammo, and I got blown off. I had shrapnel in the face. By pointers, glasses were charged dark. And I thought I was blind until the water leaked in. Gene Brick, who is our president, and he was our founder, too, of the Drexler Society, remembers vividly that a sh- short time prior to May 28th, he was transferred from Mount Number 3 to Mount Number 2, and consequently, he is with us today. If it were not through the, his efforts, he probably would not be meeting again. And I could go on and on. I have so many accounts, but we don't have much time, but... Um, I can't just read those because they're all lies. No? Thank you, Pamela. On this wonderful day, Memorial Day, I want to thank all, everyone, every U.S. citizen for taking the time to honor our servicemen, our heritage, the the people that sacrificed their lives so that we could live in the most wonderful country that's free their sacrifice is not in vain, and we have a debt to be the best citizens that we can possibly be and the best country we could possibly be, and to support our troops to the best of our ability to continue to be an awesome United States of America. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for doing this this uh, this show today for picking Memorial Day. It was very fitting. Yes, I I I, I couldn't pass up. I I just felt like it was um, uh, almost a civil civil duty. Right. To, to, it was it's part of me giving back. To this wonderful nation that I am privileged to live in, um, I I feel very honored to uh, live in the United States of America. I would like to remind all of our uh, our listeners of the Brianna and Pamela. I want to thank you for being on our show and sharing all about your great-grandfather. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everyone, and have a wonderful week. Good night. Good night. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. 
Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.